वेलकम टू शुभी एंड फ्रेंड्स स्टार्ट बुक क्लब वेर वी डिस्कस बुक्स उट Uh, by taking up challenges with practice and effort and trying different strategies the book covers basically concepts of what is fixed fixed and growth mindset it starts off by explaining what fixed mindset is and growth mindset is and talks about ability about accomplishment and how we have different how we have very set ways of looking at these things and then essentially says that if uh that many of these the way we look at these are myths uh, and talks about the growth mindset in the context of sports business uh relationships uh teachers and parenting and then talks about how you can change your mindset i read the book first uh, when it was referenced in in a training that i went to and uh, uh there's a case study on how uh microsoft essentially changed its culture uh because the leadership there had uh, adopted the growth mindset and learning principles and that's how this book became fam- famous so that's a little bit about the book but this this book is the sort of precursor to many other books that later talked about how you can change or achieve success and you're not necessarily built a certain way or it's not just about ability or talent so that's a short summary so we'll just talk about the book i guess should be what did you think about the book i really liked it uh, a lot of these concepts like at some point she said that most people are blind and i like till the point i reached that i was like worried am i not with mindset of course i want to be growth mindset am i not because in some of these thing some examples i was not coming out to be growth mindset and i'm like oh shit is that true so no but it was uh, it, it's a really uh, good book it is my first time reading it and i think uh, it's uh, as a parent also it's quite inspiring and it helps you understand what uh, a lot of time lot of people tell you what not to do to parents there's just too many suggestions out there in the world to say don't do this don't do this but nobody says what to do so this book had a kind of direction to say what to do so that that was pretty impressive for me that at least it's not just saying don't do this and but it's also saying how you can and some of the things which you feel we are doing to encourage how it can also be misinterpreted and can result in unintentional uh, effects on children so i think for me that part was the best part in the book that whole chapter so you said as a parenting book too <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah this is like my third or fourth time reading this book i've read it uh a couple different times throughout my life as part part of like a corporate book club and just at, also out of interest for myself never really thought about it from the parenting standpoint but i think that's really interesting 
I also really like this book. I think it's very, it's so freeing in a lot of ways, even though, um, as you say, Shubi, I agree with you. We all like to think of ourselves as, oh yeah, of course I have a, I have a growth mindset, but it was really eye-opening and helpful for me to see where I don't have a, a growth mindset or a, in the, or I struggle to have a growth mindset as opposed to just thinking, well, I'm just not good at that, or um, I don't have that potential. I think it's very, very useful and very helpful, eye-opening and worth rereading to remind yourself. Like to me, this is a, this is a book that it's not a, you read it once and then you're done and, and then you take all the lessons forward. You know, I think it's something that's useful at different stages of your life and in your career. What about you, Annapurna? So I've also, this is the second time I've read it. I'm, I must have read it in parts in the middle, but I, this is my second time of reading it uh, completely. And, and actually this was, I know the first time should be, I also went through the same thing where I was like, oh my God, I hope I'm not a fixed mindset person. Uh, but when I read reread it now, in the beginning itself, I was like, it's okay, maybe I am, but maybe I can change that uh, about many things. So I do come back to this book. It's uh, like you said, it's freeing. It's it's positive without being like superficial, really, uh, which I like. It helps you question many choices that you make also and the fact that you know it just because it was a certain way before that it needs to continue being like that i think that's something that i like but i i like that most of her uh, examples are also about um, about learning like the process of learning it's like a bulk of her examples are about schools or about children in the classroom or how their self-esteem is built at that point in time and how the learning process can can also be adapted and changed. So I, I, I like that for some reason that resonates with me. But yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I recommend to colleagues that I work with also sometimes when they feel overwhelmed or when they feel... Because everybody has this thing where that they need to be successful. These are conversations I have regularly where someone is like, I feel like I'm not on the path to success. I said, if you're here at the end of the day, you're doing fine. You know? So just <laughs> yeah, I mean, while reading this book, one of the questions I had was, uh, does this mean there is no success? I mean, I read, I am not one of those people who want to be successful, uh, or or I or maybe you know the way I used to think about success was that it's probably the dreams you have thought for yourself, and which you continue to have for yourself even now, and somehow uh, the kind of dreams I had, it seems like they are fulfilled is the reason I feel lost also in my life. So those are my two questions when I was reading this book and I don't know if it book, this book answers it or I overlooked, which is to say people who, who want a certain kind of success and if they achieve it, what does it mean for them? And then Ikigai concept, which says that uh, Ikigai is essentially a purpose to be able to 
continue to do what you feel is your purpose in this whole big world so if you make like a like a pencil uh, and you feel that that's what you are here for you are just happy to continue to do it and even the ikigai concept i don't know if it's similar or it's contradictory or you know where does it stand it definitely ikigai takes a tangent so because you said that people continue to have these success conversations with you and i love this book but then when you said that this thought triggered in me it does i think talk about very where she's talking about character where character can also be developed says what does it take to get to a certain place and then to stay in a certain place but no i don't think she talks about what do you do if you're content you know <laughs> are you then <laughs> i think that's not a space that they delve into no i think what do you do when you don't feel content but there are no unfulfilled dreams so to say that is a book you should write then shuvi <laughs> <laughs> what a what a radical idea though that you're bringing up that um if you throw out the idea of success like that would be just a sort of radical reimagining of all of society right because we are we've been conditioned to kind of there's these certain goals that we're all supposed to have right and it would be a complete a radicalization of of society if we're if we're throwing out that and saying our success lies within us continuing to grow and learn and nothing about the actual attainment of something yeah one of the other questions i had constantly was that some of these people and this you know this growth mindset thing and i read this updated edition of i think 2022 updated edition or something and one of the other questions i was thinking is that there's just so much so much uh maybe after this book or uh that has happened in terms of everybody saying have growth mindset companies want to have growth mind everybody wants to have growth mindset but her research still continues to prove that more and more people still don't have and if the book clearly is saying that's how your success will stay in in the sense that she i think the way she says success is that you enjoy the whole process of it and not really think that i have bought a lamborghini and that's what it is so if more and more people are now talking about it there's so much about it what is it that stops people from trying to be open i think one of the things that i also had to wrap my head around is is the fact that uh for you to stay there it's a lot of effort right and effort in for you to stay where wherever either to stay in a position where you think is is your level of success or for you to grow um uh, we earlier had this mindset that if you are a certain kind of person that you would make it and and either stay there or keep growing but according to this it's it it takes a lot of effort and for you to constantly keep working at um at getting better that it's 
not just about the kind of person you are but it's the it's the risk that you're taking it's the challenges it's uh, the work that you're putting in the different strategies that you're trying and all that effort is inherently i mean work right <laughs> who wants to put in that kind of work naturally so i think that also tends to put make people wonder like you know it just feels like a lot of effort but maybe when it feels more like learning and more fun uh, it'll just become a more acceptable idea but the second you say uh, it's 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 tied to you constantly putting in that kind of effort i think that's also some something that people at some level puts them off one thing that occurs to me though is as you were talking is as well is having a, a growth mindset is that kind of a privilege like here's somebody here's a academic a western academic who has assume it, it assumes that i'm assuming that she has all of the creature comforts that she might need in her life and to say to somebody who maybe is struggling to make ends meet or struggling I don't know, struggling in other ways in their life that, oh, you just need to adopt a, a growth mindset around this struggle. Does that seem like a little bit itself closed off? Yeah. No, you're right. I, I can see how you can think that it's, it sounds condescending or to say, yeah, if, if, if you're doing well in life or what, in comparison to someone else and then you sit them down and say by the way you do not have growth mindset therefore if you think about it i mean think of few few people whom you may think is are not so privileged imagine those people and and i feel that the way they look at it is they have no option they have to move on from the tissue and the way they move on is with growth mindset, isn't it? So I don't have, I may not have enough today, but I'll go work hard and earn better tomorrow because I have to meet these ends. So they all, I feel they are forced to be in growth mindset in some way and who are not are the people who probably are left behind in any, I mean, I would say in any economic, any religious, any caste, or any background because it's it's not re- i mean it's so even a privilege guy so like we talked about how microsoft turned around so under the earlier ceos it's not like those ceos were not privileged or the leaders under them were not didn't have enough privileges or anything changed when satya nadella came in yeah so when he came in but I think it's the culture that changes, which then starts impacting you. And like, I was thinking about, uh, because, you know, I, I attended this writing coaching class and this coach was like, try to have happy endings. And then I thought about fine balance. And I'm like, when they were about to become happy, everything went wrong for them. But, you know, even look at them, they really didn't, so when things went bad for them, in their own way, they tried helping their friends by compromising for themselves. That's the end of the book. So I guess it's a bit of growth mindset occurs. And that's why we say every bit. That's why I think book also says that you'll find a combo of both. And I would 
think fixed mindset is probably the privilege of uh, is for privileged people because they because they have more ego that they need to maintain that's so so interesting yeah <laughs> i like how i've switched sides <laughs> <laughs> i like how i can convince you <laughs> i you anybody can convince <laughs> I have an open mind, you see, but <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in fact, if you look at all her examples, uh, it seems like people who have lot to lose are the one who tend to stick to fixed mindset. It seems like, at least, adults. I'm not saying kids. The way that he started talking about uh, the whole bullying and everything i don't know what to i i think i need to read that again to understand that concept fully i mean the whole flow of events there but yeah she has a growth mindset shubhi she has a growth mindset um so shubhi as somebody who's doing a lot of active parenting right now um what did you think about the pieces about nature and nurture in in the book and how like does that impact the way you consider yourself parenting in the future yeah i think i do so one of the things in nature nurture is i mean one of the one of the underlying current that i got was and maybe i got it because i feel i'm not <laughs> is that you have to be emotionally available for your kids and when you say you have to be emotionally available it means being there and while i'm there a lot of time i don't want to be there like i keep on like if i spend one hour with them i'm like i want one hour to for myself just alone and i don't know why it's not like i do anything fruitful in that one hour that i want for myself so nowadays i mean i've been trying to be more available for them and and really be available it's not like you do this you do this and then i just go away which i thought was correct as well that you'll make them independent and not do things for them but i also realized that that also makes me emotionally unavailable what did you think mary when you read read about yeah cuz my kids were you know my kids are so no, but if you reflect older. back oh yeah Um I felt like I recognized some things in myself and how I was brought up and being brought up by people who grew up without some of those basic necessities of life and they had to scrabble and you know and get them you know um I felt like that impacted my own upbringing and how I was parented um and i've had to like if i if i think about ways in which in my life i've adopted a fixed mindset like i've had to work against that and i also have to work against that and have had to work against that with my own parenting and my own children and thinking um you know it's very easy as a parent to to see your child sort of struggle with something and try try to make it 
I mean, at least for me, try to make it okay for them to struggle and to, to look at it as like, well, here's an opportunity to, you know, learn something. And then they would often be quite annoyed with me. (laughs) Like they didn't want, they didn't want to learn anything in that moment. You know, they wanted to be quote unquote successful. Um, So that definitely like, before I even read this book, that de- has definitely impacted my my thinking and my and my parenting about um, trying to trying to emphasize at that times when they were struggling for something or something was hard for them. I, I did try to emphasize for them more of oh well, look what you're learning from this, um, and that often was that sometimes was met with. Um, no appreciation <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, kind of me actually balancing that of kind of trying to push them or, or, or help them see that there was some learning to be made in these different situations and also being emotionally attentive to them in that maybe that wasn't the right moment for me to go, well, you know, it's great that you're learning something new from, you know, um, from falling off your bike again, you know, that kind of thing. So I guess, you know, some, some of that is, like I said, I've learned, I, I feel like I, I learned from my own upbringing to kind of flex into a more growth mindset with my own children. But I, I, I have to recognize that it was not always well appreciated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even Shania, whenever I say something, Shania will immediately okay, okay, I understood, don't repeat. Yeah, and I, I think sometimes it's not helpful, right, in that moment when you're, when you're, um, disappointed or sad or like we I do think as a parent I want to give my child some time to have feelings and to be angry or sad or disappointed um, and not try to swoop in and make it okay for them by saying hey but you know you learned something great here um, so you know from from that parenting standpoint it, it's a delicate balance Okay, uh, so I was also thinking uh, there are a lot of times in our life when we try to learn something and or try to do something, but we feel like we are not getting anywhere. But uh, the way this book says is that if you keep on trying and if you keep on learning, things have to improve. Things have to become different. But sometimes you make some progress. It's not good enough for the effort that keeps on going in. Uh, what do you do in that scenario? Do you think this book said anything to address those kinds? I like the example right up front where they talk about these uh, two sets of children. One who, uh, when you give them a puzzle that they've not done before, they don't want to try because maybe they'll find out that they're not yeah 
and then there is this boy that they talk about who the second he gets something that he can't do he just gets really excited and he says oh you know one more and and then says okay so can you tell me the list of things uh, that you were planning to give so i'll tell my mother so that we have those you know interesting way to problem solve so that's something that i cuz i have a tendency to freeze when when it's something that i don't know because i also put myself under a lot of pressure of needing to be smart or the smarter one in the room or having all the answers so this approach helps you you know play a little bit more where you're able to say i don't know the answer to this but maybe we can figure this out together and that's really helped uh, me many times in my work as well because otherwise especially the the industry that i work in there is a lot of pressure of of being the one with all the answers uh and sometimes when you think about this or when you think when you also think i think somewhere she talks about the fact that um, when 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 do you feel again successful is when you didn't know something before but now you had to go through and really learn on the job or in the process and at the end of it you felt like you learned something those tend to be the best projects the best proposals the best meetings where you had you didn't know enough but you had to learn so i think that is some something that i like when i freeze i sometimes when i'm smart enough i'll try and tell myself things okay so talk to a few people and then you can start figuring out how to do this also but but anapurna uh, so you know some of these projects try to remember that there were if there were other people on your projects and who were also going through the same of journey of having and being forced to learn a lot and what is their reflection of that project like i know some of my assignments where i was working with someone and i came out thinking okay maybe we didn't do too good a job but at least i learned something new uh the other person for them it was all about that feedback wasn't good it's a project i don't want to talk about ever and i think that's where uh, the i i feel like one of the problems uh, when three of us are discussing is also this that we know each other as having quite a lot of growth mindset so we do have periods where we don't maybe we get into fix when we say things are bad everything is bad if they are not moving i'm not getting anything and all that but then we eventually move on and the way i always look at it is what's the option you have to move on where how can you be stuck in something but there are people who get stuck in some of the life events professional events that happen to them they get terminally sick and if they get to recover from it that's an experience they don't rejoice but remember as saying this has happened to me and it was so terrible and hence my life has taken a big turn for bad 
but which is perfectly reasonable right so we, i mean this like i said this takes work that is the more natural reaction i would think no but that makes you all so like the book said that while it doesn't take work in the sense it can be as is but it also makes you much more unhappy so and i think that i could relate so much in that book when she mentioned she talked about lot of famous personalities as well who had a fixed mindset and i didn't know they suffered so much in their life much later and uh, i mean that's a story we never get to hear when we hear about some great leaders we just get to hear the goodness and the greatness that they had but then when their life deep die took a die what happened to them we never get to hear and i feel while that is this is effort that is something which is makes you feel so bad that you know <laughs> that's where a lot of other problems will start happening of addiction of thinking i'm not good enough depression and then suicide and everything do you know of any i mean i don't know if you want to talk about it and i can edit it out later but do you of any like what is the longest incident where you now that you reflect you felt that you were stuck like we are saying like in a fixed mindset to say no this is what it is and by hook or crook i have to keep on ensuring it stays with me i think there were times when i was a student um or when i was looking ahead in my career and um i i definitely had a, a times where i was stuck and felt like i wasn't i wasn't i didn't either have the ability or the environment in which i could succeed in which i could um be successful in and I blamed it on the environment or the people that were running the organization and I I really didn't which I again I think is a very normal and natural experience for for all of us you know something's wrong at work and we we blame the leadership or something's wrong at work and we think or something's wrong in our career and you're really stuck for a long time you think it's the you know it's the people running the company or it's your boss or whatever and i didn't look at myself and see like how i could have thought more along the lines of well what is it that i am learning and growing here and what what would this be preparing me for um so i think that there were there's definitely been times in my career um and it could it lasted at one place it lasted 2 or 3 years where i just felt like i can't get out but i can't progress and i'm just going to keep my head down and uh hopefully nobody will bother me and do you remember what triggered you to get out of it how did you really get out of it um in one situation i didn't get out of it but what happened was um there was a significant change in the organization and it kept, and it 
like opened me up and gave me a sort of an, it was almost like I was starting at a new organization all over again. And um, so that was, that was the key incident. But um, if I think about other times in my life where I was stuck, I'd have to think about that a little bit and like, like what got me unstuck. There's been a personal situation where I was stuck for a really long time, kept on thinking like if I could just use the right phrase or the right, you know, argument, something would change and it didn't. And then finally it was like you, I got to a point where I was so unhappy that it couldn't not change. So I think that was an extreme example of like being stuck and thinking nothing's going to change and staying stuck until I was able to kind of summon up the energy and to make that, to make a change and, and then look back on it. And, and I do look back on that situation with, well, what have I learned? What can I learn from this going forward? So but at the time, I wasn't thinking, oh, what can I learn from this? I was thinking, this really sucks. <laughs> yeah. But Mary, uh, to your first example where you said that you didn't really look inside you, but you kept on thinking that the organization is not adequate, that might be true also in some situations. Uh, and it's, I guess, when you are in it, it's tough to differentiate. Is it you or is it the org? But uh, I think she also picks that up many times in the book to say that organizations get stuck as well, uh, maybe because of the leaders or a set of leaders that are there uh, and the whole culture in the org. So it's very tough to differentiate between the two. And like you said, that a simple change made you uh, move on and made you happier. Chances are in that situation, at least where you describe the most, uh, I guess the organization probably had a role to play. It was not just you. Uh, yeah, I think so too. But I, I think um, if I read the book carefully and closely, I think it would have impacted my my engagement and my satisfaction with the organization, if I could have looked at that situation, even in the midst of it and say, this is crappy, but what can I learn from this? Like what would, um, as opposed to just focusing on, this is crappy, <laughs> I hate it. I think everyone. <laughs> it's not like it's for somebody in particular. Sorry, Anupuna. It's no. I was saying I have recommended. I've lent it. I plan to buy it for people. Yeah, uh... yeah. So I think definitely I'll recommend it to them, and I'll ask them to go through the index first and find the most relevant chapter, depending on their state of mind. And start there because all chapters have things to say. But like I currently am most focused on parenting and uh, 
so i found that very helpful so that would be my suggestion while giving the book but do you think it will make that this book is more for people who maybe had some life experience or like otherwise will it just seem oh no not really i think it just helps you understand yourself better in general as well uh, and everybody has life experiences is what i believe i don't think anyone scathed uh, i don't think anybody is unscathed and uh, uh, it just how much have you spent your time with it and how long did you let it impact you maybe it vary maybe that varies or have you dealt with it or not and have you just moved on Mary, have you noticed that this is the first book that Shubhi has fully endorsed? No, I didn't. This is what it <laughs> takes, like a world-class psychologist to write something to pass. I hadn't noticed, but that's that's uh, that's very interesting. What can we learn from this? So, I guess on that note, that's it for this episode of Shubhi and Friends. We are inspired, and hopefully, when you read this book, you will be too as well. And yeah, next week we'll come back with something interesting for you. Remember to like us on Instagram and subscribe to our channel on whichever medium you are listening to us. I am Shubhi, and we are her friends. And we started a book club. Goodbye for now.